Welcome back to another series of the Make Life Work podcast, season six, if you're counting. I am your host, Cy Jobling, side project addict with far too many years to count from working in tech. I'm also a software engineering manager, community advocate, and podcast junkie. So this is the ideal platform for me to share topics important to me. This time on the podcast, I've returned to interview more people from around the tech scene about some of their recent projects, how they fit them around lockdown life, along with their day jobs. By diving into their specific projects, we hope to uncover some of the tips and tricks they use to make them happen, so you lovely listeners can try them out yourself. This week, I've invited along Rob Manuel, bot maker and sausage enthusiast from the UK. I've always been fascinated by Rob's projects, which more often than not have a comical edge, sometimes a bit risky, always engage and scratch a personal itch of his own. Disclaimer alert, this conversation does contain some swearing. Time to get into it. This is Rob Manuel. Just to start off with, welcome along Rob Manuel, Manuel is it? Manuel, call you, I say Manuel? Manuel, yeah, yeah, rhymes. Manuel, it looks very European, that's why I like to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, the, the family legend, which is probably because my father was an absolute bullshitter, was that there was like a Spanish prince who came over in the Spanish Armada, got washed up on the shores of Scotland and then bred <laughs> with the locals, but I'm not quite sure that's, that, that's verifiable. <laughs> In any way whatsoever. The so legend has it you're part Hispanic, part Scottish Celt. That's what my father claimed, but my father's claimed many things in his life, which subsequently, <laughs> when I ever checked them, didn't turn out to be true. That's a shame. Have you ever done one of those sort of DNA tests? Um, no, no, no. I mean, I, God knows what's in my family. We, we were a right bunch, bunch of... My, my brother and sister are quite... Like, I'm, I, I came out red-haired and freckled, and they're, they're dark enough to... Uh, might be often my brother people think he's Indian and my sister they think she's Italian. Oh wow. You know? So there's there's okay. a real there's olive skin compared to your ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appearing. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a sort of a big sorting bucket of genes that have been thrown together and some quite arbitrary people have popped out the other end. <laughs> Love it. Good history yeah. though. So actually that's probably a good segue. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do as a career, um and all that sort of admin sort of stuff? Sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, my name's Rob Manuel, um, <laughs> Manuel, my name is Robert Manuel, um, and um, I've just done sort of entertainment, interactive comedy bollocks uh, for 20 years, really. Nice. And um, it really started, well, you know, you can always argue when something starts and go further and further back, but the thing that people are... Some people are aware of is Beta or B3TA, which is, continues the theme of names that are difficult to say and pronounce. So Beta, Beta, b 3 no one knows how to say it, but it is short. It's only four characters long. And uh, that started in on September the 12th, 2001, wow. which was a, a fortuitous day <laughs> when... Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So the day after the Twin Towers came down. Well, I mean, the project, you know, that's when we went live with it. and. Sure. Uh, I was working at EMAP at the time, the magazine company, and they had at a sort of um, a kind of a high level working with Channel 4, gone, we're big businesses, we're big companies, we should be able to do a big thing. And and they, they messed around trying to produce a project, and then somehow I got shunted onto it. Um, and so on the tiny corner of this big project, I was like, oh, you know, why don't we do a a kind of thing where 
we kind of encourage people to be creative on the internet and then that turns into a TV show, you know, and so that becomes like a suck kind of thing. And that was the mm. project myself and three others put together. Uh, one of them is Cal Henderson, who went on to create, oh God, you know, big, big deal thing, Flickr. And then the, oh, um, yeah. and then the other thing that's really big Slack, you know, so the original version of Beats was made by the guy who went, went, went on to make Slack. Wow. So that's quite exciting. Anyway, so we put that project together and then um, EMAP looks at it and went, mm, not really sure what you're up to here, lads, um, and sort of kicked us out. And uh, we were able to take ownership of the project, which, still, which wasn't very big at that stage. And then I sort of like dicked around and made it more popular by making a shit ton of very, very early viral content. And so wow. big on making quizzes. Um, with the idea that each quiz you put out, you'd have a a thing at the bottom of it saying sign up for the beta newsletter and you try and make a sort of virtuous soap circle of publicity of people then getting in touch because they'd heard of this damn thing and it getting bigger. Um, and that worked for a while and built it up to like 100,000 subscribers or something like that. That's impressive. Um, and then and, and got advertising and stuff and it all worked for a bit. The, the advertising stuff kind of crashed in it eventually when, uh, you know, because this is all so long ago, some of this stuff. <laughs> you know? Looking back so, at the early noughties, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the advertising period for that was like kind of strong in the mid-noughties to the late noughties. Um, and then it was like social media taking up like Facebook and stuff that just sort of just killed all the advertising in it because there was this absolutely golden period where, um, if you were a web agency and you were launching your, your, your shit viral for um, your corporate clients, you had no way to launch it. You couldn't go on Facebook and buy traffic and stuff. And so uh, they were coming to me amongst other places. And so it was a, that was a really good period. Um, then what else? Then at some point along that, um, 20, 2011 or 2012, mm. something like that, um, I was... Someone from the Mirror newspaper got in touch with me um, and I went on to create a project with them called Us Versus Them, which right. was a um, some sort of, they said come in and copy BuzzFeed and I just didn't think it would work. And so I sort of twisted it into much more interactive stuff, uh, which worked for a bit. And then, you know, as is the way with uh, working in a media project where there's no revenue stream. Yep. They, they kind of got fed up of it. It would probably do really well now because we 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 did build an audience, and now now there's a there's a much e I say easier, but the whole com combined crowdfunding, Patreon, and stuff model, um, it'd be probably easier to raise money for it than looking in the advertising world. So did that? Did various other things? Um, I think you were mentioning uh, you were getting in touch because of uh, the project Fesshole. There's a few, isn't there? But I think that's probably the hottest at the moment. That's the biggest in terms of numbers. So, oh, God, I was trying to think the origin of that. The, the, yeah, if we go back quite a bit to the origins of that, there was – so I was working at the S versus Them thing. Yep. And at one point, in the very, very early days of that, they said – well, actually, no, they didn't say anything. Uh, I was just sort of sitting there <laughs> getting <laughs> on my own going – I've got to produce something at the end of the day that looks like I've been doing something when you've just sort of been told to sort of sit there and make a plan to copy BuzzFeed. And so um, I, I, had a, I hadn't even looked at BuzzFeed before I've been told to copy it. And so I spent a day just nosing at it and just hated it. I just thought it's the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. I just loathed it. Um, and I was just reading all the headlines. And then just to take the piss and just to have something at the end of the day, I, 
I, I, I, I took the headlines and just started jumbling them around. Um, and so I started, and then I wrote a bit of JavaScript to jumble them around for me. So it was spitting out things like uh, 21 multi-story car parks that look like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> and, and, and then during the, the whole SSM project, people occasionally would refer back to this, this thing which I'd called pus feed and go, that was really good. You should have done something with that. <laughs> and so when I suppose then ended, I sort of like took the idea and, and turned it into a thing called Clickbait Robot. Um, and I was completely burnt out from building websites or working on websites. So I thought I'd just do it as a social media project um, and write a load of templates and just have it spit out as tweets, the headlines kind of thing. I mean, that's um, what a journey, right? You've gone from like traditional publishing into like you yeah. know, a forum or a community with B3TA or however you pronounce mm-hmm. it, um, then into all these sort of social viral sort of projects that have you know, they've probably got an end goal. But yeah, not yeah. sure how you're going to get there. So you, you, you've, you've <laughs> no, been quite a creative no. person all your career, by the sound of it. I think so. Yeah, um, it's a, a dirty word, isn't it? But I was, I was mostly just, I was mostly just trying to follow anything I thought was interesting or anything that just made me laugh, really. Uh, that's the other thing with your work. It's it's never boring. It's always quite cheeky. Yeah. Quite a lot of wordplay is involved. Um, I mean, even I'm looking at you on my screen right now and your your pseudonym is Twackface, you know, it's just, that's that's what I kind of come to expect from you now. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm just an idiot, you know. I'm, um, I, the, 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 something Neil Tennant of the Pet Shop Boys said that you, um, you, 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 you are locked at the age that you receive any sort of prominence kind of thing. So with Peter <laughs> getting some prominence 20 years ago, I'm sort of locked age 27, even though I'm like now 47. In, in, in my mental outlook <laughs> that's complete, completely out of step with the reality of my life and of what the world needs. But a bit, you know. What a great way to look at life. You just yeah. find a life when you're happy and then make the most of it. Stay that way. <laughs> stick stick at that. Yeah, just stick for terrible jokes. I don't know. You know, um, I, I like jokes. I, I don't know. You know, I was never, I wasn't the class clown. I was just the person at the back of the class with my friend Dave making little snide comments about everything, you know. Yeah, and I think that's probably what what the, the the most the most influential thing in my life was probably just me and my friend Dave, who's been involved in many of my projects as well, right. um, sitting at the back of the class and then like getting like a geography textbook and just going through and like just thinking up captions for every picture to make the other person laugh, kind of thing. I want to uncover that a little bit more because obviously it's deep grained into your sort of younger life. You know, yeah. just being the clown almost, and no, now you're. I said not the clown without any audience because it was the not. I said not the class clown because yeah. that, that would be the big personality out there projecting, the the the, the weird neurotic clown at the back of the class <laughs> making jokes for exactly one person and themselves. Like every good partnership, though, you've got the, the quieter one who brings all the brains sometimes. Yeah. But, so you, you've basically been through this journey, and now, as we say, fess hole is probably the oh, yeah, hot, yeah. hot one right now, right? So can you explain what it is? And... Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was going to lead, I lead, I was going to lead, lead clickbait robot to fess hole. Go, go for it. Because uh, 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 sequence events got up this a a bot uh, called clickbait robot spitting out stupid headlines. Uh, but in the process of making it, I'd sort of developed a little bit of code system that could like take things that went into a spreadsheet and post them out onto Twitter. Nice. And so that became a thing that became reusable for other ideas. And I was looking at the clickbait robot thing, and then I thought, you know, and I thought it was okay, um, kind of amusing occasionally. But 
the thing that I thought was weak about it was that I'd put too many ideas into it. Um, and what I've noticed about what really seems to work on the internet is, when I say put too many ideas, I mean, I'd literally, by, by the end of it, I'd parodied 1,700 different headlines. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And the stuff that seems to do better online is if you parody one thing and then hammer that joke. And then if you want to do another joke, you make a new thing and you hammer that joke rather than making a thing that's got all of the jokes in it, you know. And, and it, it made it confusing as a thing because it no, it no longer knew whether it was taking the piss out of clickbait, whether it was taking the piss out of sort of shareable content, whether it was that, it, it, was, it was firing all of its guns in multiple directions. And I was like, okay, yeah, do something a bit more focused. And then I just did one called Swear Clock, which... Um, oh. Uh, which was very, which was just, okay, let's try and do something much more focused here. It's obvious. A clock that swears. And, it, you know, obviously that's not even my own idea. You can, you can go on to uh, any app store and there'll be a swearing clock, but they're normally piss poor because they're normally just someone going, fuck, it's 12 o'clock, you know, and that's okay. But, you know, but also wanted to make things that you could look at repeatedly and they would still deliver. Mm. And so the early version of that I, I did with, a templating system so it would go to take an early joke that i always liked from biz is rude kid shouting big dog's cock <laughs> and so when what you've got there is a very templatable system big so you can put that into a make a list of words big humongous ginormous huge dog wrong you know cat fish monkey mm -hmm. cock penis vulva whatever so then you randomize that and you've got ginormous rhino's tits. So you've taken a source phrase and you've created a thousand new phrases and some that would be better, some worse. So that was the core idea of the swear clock moving forwards. Um, and then I was talking about that to someone and showing off to them. Sorry, I, was, I had to do a talk. That was it. I was doing a talk, a public talk, like to, you know, 20 people somewhere. Yep. And, and I thought it was a little bit of a stunt. I'll, I'll open a Google Doc at the start and ask people to uh, submit some new, new material for the swear clock. And then by the end of the talk, there's going to be stuff in it and that would just be a little stunt in the talk and it would work quite well. Did that, it worked fine. Um, but people carried on submitting stuff. Um, and then there was a few hundred or maybe a thousand new phrases in this thing. And then a few weeks later, a friend of mine was emailing me going, Oh, you know that doc? I just I just go there every day and I read it. You know, it makes me laugh so much. This document, <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of made me think. Oh, yeah, you know, I should try and do something where the Google Doc, the call for content, is the centre of the idea. Yeah. So now we're going to get to swear clock, but we're not going to get there yet because we're going to get to one called a non a pin first. That's the other one. Yep. Yeah, and so I put together a thing using the same code as swear clock. And so you could, that I'd now shifted to a sort of user submission thing. And it was like, type in your, at the time, there was a lot of things going around going, here's my, what's the word? Here's my unprintable opinion, or here's my, I can't remember the phrase people use now, but it was yeah. like, yeah. but there was a lot of stuff going around on Twitter about, you know, the opinion that you weren't meant to have. And I, I would just say it. And then it would be like, I don't know cheese is terrible or something you know and so i thought oh, that that's a that's a thing i can glue to that thing yeah and do a thing and did it and it wasn't very popular it got like a thousand followers and again it's this the, the importance i suppose of talking to people talking to friends about what they like about stuff 
Uh, so then a friend of mine brought it back up a few months later going, you know that thing you did with the Anona pin that you've kind of ignored since putting it out? I really like it. And the reason I like it is because I remember the internet back 10, 15, 20 years ago. I used to be able to go online. I used to be able to go onto a message board. I used to be able to rant about my life, about my situation, about work, whatever it was. And it didn't ping back on me because it didn't go viral. It didn't get lifted as content into the (laughs) Guardian. It didn't get sent on to my wife, you know, it was a private place because it was the internet was smaller and the mainstream were not looking at it. Um, and so I thought, oh, that's interesting. So you want a place to rant anonymous, anonymously. Yeah. So let's let's make that the real focus of the idea. And instead of twisting a non-pin, let's let's do it again with with that thing. So what is the thing you're trying to confess? So now we have Fessel and it took off and there's today there's 140,000 followers. I yeah, I checked yesterday, 142,000. Right, great, 142. Which is phenomenal, right? For, for a little side project of your own to have fun with and yeah. how many people would go, this is funny, I might follow this. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. keeps growing. And I think there's even some celebrities that get involved and follow this, don't they now? Just because they see it as a yeah, great source yeah. of content. Yeah, I, I worry that if I mention them, they'll, they'll unfollow. But you can go into the um, the the admin page yeah. and see who's your biggest followers. And I was like, and you see Mylene Class of, of hearsay. <laughs> of that time. <laughs> I had followed, you know, and so... If you're miling cast, then you're laughing. Absolutely, but it's, it's just again, it's nice recognition, isn't it? You, you've done something, someone else re- enjoys it, and even the popular people kind of go, "This has got something in it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I, I you know, I don't how to explain it. I, I want, I want to make things that are enjoyed and by people, but it's not the, the it's not the entire aim, you know, because obviously, if that was the entire aim. There's easier routes than running totally. a weird confession Twitter account. Yeah. But you've tapped into a niche as well, right? You've talked to friends that have had, go, I like what you do with it on a pin, but I want to yeah. do some, and you go, well, let me let me do that. Do you, I mean, this is not your day job, is it? Or, or do you find time within your day job to make this thing these things happen? Well, it's a mixture because, you know, it's sort of like these days, uh, Fesshold does make a little bit of money yeah. uh, because there's, there's a couple of uh, routes of cash. Oh, you know, in touch wood, they don't dry up tomorrow. Um, there's there's the sponsorship. So there's this um, uh, company that make jeans called Hebtro Co. Yep. And I've had a long-term relationship with them, like, I don't know, five years or something. And so they've on and off been sponsoring various projects I've made. And then they got in touch. I didn't approach them for this one. They got in touch and said, how about we just add... Um, sponsored by Hebtro to the profile thing. Into the bio, is it? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'll do that, but honestly, we've got to give you more than that because that ain't going to do much for you. (laughs) It's funny, though. People don't really look at the bios until they need to, do they? I don't think it's going to do much. But um, what I do do, so that's officially what they're paying for, uh, is for that in the bio. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically every couple of weeks, I'll bung up a post from the Fessel account that's very explicit going thank you Hebtro for the sponsorship you know right and do you do any wordplay with it like you would with a lot of the other content 
Um, sometime. I mean, it's not, not hilarious wordplay. Um, I'm trying to think of the last ones that went up. So, you know, sometimes they've written ones, they've said, they're always keen on saying me saying, it was an idea they thought up in the pub. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if that's what they want me to sell. So uh, when the last, I've thrown up ones recently, one I quite enjoyed throwing up, which was because someone had submitted a confession about Hebtroco. Mm. Uh, or, and they'd said that um, they'd bought these, like, finely... Um, anyway, they'd bought these jeans, uh, but now they were basically too fat to wear them. And so right. that was the, I thought that was a quite a good excuse to then not publish it as, like, a confession, but to screen grab it from the spreadsheet and go, you know, lol, and then blink out to the link out to the shop kind of thing. Again, goes back to your so, creative ways of, you know, making things funny and relevant. Yeah, I think... I think uh, it's, it's not to over egg it, but just that what I do know is that if you, if you, if anything is the, always the same, then you start ignoring it. Exactly. So, so an automatic post or sync in the profile going sponsored by Shell Oil, you know, the sponsors I am trying to seek. Of course. And... <laughs> the big guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big guns. Yeah, if I could find an arms manufacturer. Um... <laughs> Hebtro bought you by who brings you death. I'll do that. To be honest, um, Fesshole could would probably be able to get away with it because you, you, it's just the way that you, you prevent content. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't feel. I, I, but you know, but then I, I'm taking you seriously now and just thinking. But you know, if you were an arms manufacturer, is it going to really be the best way to reach your customers? So there's only like there's probably only like 30 customers in the world who can buy large amounts of armaments, and you could you probably know their phone numbers. You've totally, uh, yeah. There's yeah, one yeah. way to find out. No, but what they need, if you're an arms company, is you need propaganda, don't you? Because you don't need, they don't need sales from the general public. They need massaging of the public's opinion to be, oh, no, this is all fine and all. So, exactly. Yeah, there's a way to do it, yeah. If you need help with your side project, either for inspiration, support, or just general feedback, remember to join our On The Side community on Slack. There are a number of previous guests from the podcast in there, including Sam Hardacre, Mike Street, Dom Hodgson, and Mark Lismore. Pop on over to ontheside.network, which will take you straight through to registration, and I'll see you in there. So I'm just thinking, so every, you seem to come up with a new project every couple of years, I gather. Do you find like you have a cycle of, actually, this? I want to do something new now. I'm bored of that one. I want to try something different. Or do you just kind of, does it happen naturally as, as it happens? Uh, yeah, I think it just happens quite naturally. Um, and, you know, so Fessel was is one because because it is popular. It's taken much more of my attention. You know, I could have put it out and I could have forgotten about it, but it's taken up a lot of my attention because people are interested in it and because it is making a little bit of money. And I try and now take seriously the... I say the moderation of it, so mm. it's a little bit of drinking tea. And so I would say, take seriously, you know, so every day I'm reading what's coming through. There's approximately 120 confessions come through each day, but then yeah. that's multiplied by a similar number on a non-pin and the swear clock as well. So, so that's quite a lot of content needs moderation. How long do you yeah. spend on this stuff? It's sort of like bits here. It's hard to say, you know, and it's it's as long as a piece of string yeah. and. You know, and, and, and moderation means different things because there's they're saying yes and no, and there's you know I don't change the meaning of anything, but I'll sometimes alter 
you know, I might remove an exclamation mark or yeah. a thing I find people do so much with writing Fessel stuff is they'll deliver something that's kind of quite funny and then they'll add one extra sentence and it's like that doesn't need to be there that, that weakens any of the comedy of it because it just makes it flabby. Yeah. So, yeah, it's editing, isn't it? You know, I delete things. Yeah. I mean, that's your creative license, I guess, as the owner of this thing. You know, you, you can use it to your advantage, but without taking away the essence of what you're trying to do, it is crowdsourced content. It's crowdsourced content that I'm curating. Curating is a good word. Yeah, and, and a minor bit of editing. Sure. Kind of thing, yeah. But go back to that point of time consumption, it's just kind of spread out through the day, I guess, and you yeah, don't, yeah, don't really yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. And, and what I've, I've written bits of code that sort of like tell me how much I've got in the future. So if I run it now, I've got a little... So the the back end of this stuff is on, what's it called, AWS, um, written in Python. Um, and so I can now read out the stats on Fesshole, which was we are in position uh, about 57,000. So we're 57... The next one is going to post mm-hmm. is like 57,000 deep into the spreadsheet. Right. Uh, whereas uh, there's about 58, 59,000 in the database. So we're right. 2,000 behind. It's got 2,000 uh, queue almost of new content. It's got 2,000 queue, but there's sort of two types of queue because there's that's the, the raw queue. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of mean. And so. We're in our ready-to-publish queue. We've got absolute. We've only got nine at the moment. Okay. Which would is approximately, Well, I say approximately. Literally, it's half a day because I think it's eighteen per day it publishes. So yeah. So at some point this evening, I've got to do another round of moderation. And I'm generally finding with Fesshole, it's taking me more time than ever for some reason. And I'm generally kicking it no more than a day or half a day into the future each time. Okay. Yeah. So you can keep it topical as well, really, if that's the case. Well, I don't like to keep it topical, actually, because, um, you know, just to just to refute you, because uh, I basically if you let it tend topical, then it's sort of like whatever the news story is, uh, then it's people just submitting, pretending to be Dominic Cummings and 50 jokes about bloody castles or something. Right. Yeah. And so I actually quite keen for it not to be topical to prevent it just being made up shit about the, the news items of the day kind of thing. Although I guess, especially over the last year, there's a lot of lockdown relevant content coming through, just because that's the nature of what oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 But sure, it won't be sure. hot topics, like satirical yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. I try, I, try and, I try and make it outside of the, as you said, the hot topic, but yeah, sure. Got it. Sure. Someone moaning about lockdown, fine. I mean, I think we you know, when, when we went into lockdown, um, I was sort of like going, oh God, you know, has this, are these projects dead? You know, because there were projects that were generated, conceived of pre-lockdown. You know, and I was like, are these now over? You know, because you don't know the environment for your idea has now completely, completely changed. The context has changed. And it's like, is this dead? And it turned out not to be. Um, and, and I felt I was lucky because I didn't have to. I had a, like, a grace period before that. Because with Fessel at the time, we were so in the past, in the mm. moderation queue. It had like two months behind at that time. Right. And so I was able to sort of ignore it and just carry on in this sort of like fantasy world where people still had and then i found that people seem to be still happy in that world and people were still some you know obviously there were a lot of submissions about covid and stuff but there was also i felt that the whole account had actually become almost like this nostalgia account about people having 
anecdotes and lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a social life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's like no one, you know, nothing's happened. You know, if if you sorry, not for everyone, but if you're in the if you're in the happy position of sort of having sort of a middle class kind of life where you've been able to work from home on your laptop. Mm nothing's happened you know no one's got any anecdotes and there's just you know the the only i tried to think the other day like have i got any anecdotes of lockdown and the only ones i could think of were sort of weird things that had happened on social media <laughs> just not just shit things I, i'll do actually i'll do that quick story the only thing i could think that i thought that, that was vaguely funny that happened was um and it was through a festival thing and it was um last christmas and i'd had the uh the thing Oh yeah, because I was saying that you get I get a bit of cash through the what do you call it? It's the buy me a coffee the tray, but, but there's also the buy a sausage thing. That's it. Um, and and so and there's a bit of a gimmick as well. I sort of like go, oh, we'll follow you back from Festival. I've got no idea if that's a good thing or not, but it's you know it's easy to do. Maybe some people will like it. Um, and so I'd followed back a couple of people who donated a fiber or whatever it is, and. Um, and that meant when I was logged in on my phone on the account, you got their fleets coming up. Right. Um, and and so some guy had just sent me um, a you know a fiver, and then I watched his fleet where he was rambling away, and it was sort of like Christmas, and I just felt vaguely goodwill. He'd sent me some money, didn't really know who he was, and so I sort of clicked fav on, <laughs> on his fleet from the festival account, <laughs> and then he sent me a message going. I can't meet up at the moment uh, because I'm with my missus. But, you know, in the new... <laughs> he basically thought I was coming on to him wow. on the down low <laughs> and was offering himself up. I was like, I just didn't reply. I was like... <laughs> it's like, yeah, but, using Twitter as Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this whole other world of, of people <laughs> using Twitter as Tinder that I accidentally stepped into and then stepped away very quickly because oh. that's what I want to see. More power to him, but I don't need to be part of it. Maybe that could be another meta fess hole. You could just drop in there. I could, yeah. I've, I've, I've confessed it to you, and so you're, you're. And now we're in the public. The publishing. Eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing. Another thing with the fess hole is like the amount of people who, you know, I've set it up in a very specific way, so it uses Google Forms, um, which looks. Some people have looked at it and thought, "Oh, Rob's done this in a quite kind of ropey way," but it was it was intentional, so that I didn't have any details about them. I don't have any IP addresses or anything, you know. And obviously, Google does. I say obviously, Google. I don't know what Google stores. We, you may do. It, right. it's, it's very likely Google tracks how you behave using the technology. Exactly, nothing's free. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I personally have got no, um, I've got no more information about what anyone about any who anyone is than anyone else who is looking at that spreadsheet, and that spreadsheet is available for anyone to look at if you dig for a few pages. I think I still uh, got it in my favourites as I load up yeah, my yeah. Google Sheets mobile app. It still yeah. bumps to the top. Oh yeah, and so that's what, so I use Google Forms on purpose for that. And why am I telling you that I use Google Forms on purpose? Oh yeah, just that simply that people set it up in a way that's genuinely as anonymous as I can do it on the cheap, and people still send me DMs all the fucking time with their confessions, <laughs> <laughs> or, or send me DMs going that one was me. It's like you twat. you've just abused the purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm trying to protect you. I'm not trying to protect serial killers here. But I'm trying to make it sure that I'm not a thing that can be interrogated by the police for your bad behaviour. Exactly. You're not liable to all this content. This is half the reason it is anonymous. Yeah, yeah. And then you break it by DMing me, going, 
yes, it was me. It was me who drank uh, my own wee to see if I could come back up on ecstasy. And I am a Daily Mail journalist. That's a perfect example of the sort of stuff to expect on first of all. For anyone who's not following, you know, now that now they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm doing a terrible job of telling you what the content is. I'm just talking about the meta shape of it all. This is all good. It's just teasing, man. I like it. You mentioned yeah. briefly about your, your sitting with your wife. How do you do this, find that balance between, you know, home life and fun time, like, like with your social projects? Oh, I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I've just spent, this is all I do for 20 years is ridiculous internet projects. And some of them have occasionally made some money. Some of them don't, you know. And do you get any um, feedback from your wife about these things? Does she know what's going on? Well, not not my wife, not my wife, my partner. But um, partner, sorry. Uh, sorry, my partner is uh, uh, makes. I say she, she doesn't do the same as me, but she works in in internet projects, but more more serious internet projects. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she, she's aware, but she's not really in, involved in it at all. Well, you know, she she gets involved. She she um, she will. I still write a beta newsletter and I, I force her to to read it every week so that to check for some typos. <laughs> Which is a good way of doing it. She's going to be the best critic, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she's she's a competent writer. She can exactly. <laughs> for some terrible, just bleh, live some words. I love it. Um, and, and she, I, I will occasionally ask her opinion on something like, you know, if I'm unsure about whether I should publish something or not, see what she thinks. That's good. At least you've got someone to bounce um, the ideas off as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Just briefly, then, have you got any plans for Fesshole or any of the other projects you've got going on at the moment? Um, I'm trying to think, really. You know, I, 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 at the moment, I'm massively distracted about, um, um, you know, because, like, with Fesshole, I just want to grow it, basically. You just see how far it can go. You know, yeah. I didn't expect it to, you know, when I thought it up, you know, I'm not sitting there going, this will reach this number. But things I've done, the biggest internet Twitter account I've done, had been like ten or twelve thousand, and I wasn't expecting it to be much more than that. And then it's hundred and forty. So you're just thinking, sod it, how far can that go? Mm. Maybe you know this is the top. I don't know, or maybe it's bigger. Um, and I, I have little kind of like um, goals, traffic goals, where you sort of like, oh, I've passed them. That's quite exciting. Sure, I've passed them. You know, so remember the early days. Remember when we first part of we, I, or the collective group. Um, past Mumsnet Madness, which was like the account where they just sort of cut and paste funny things on Mumsnet. And I was like, yeah, past them at like, like on 40,000 or something. <laughs> what a great um, I was, I, I was, I, I was pleased then when we passed uh, the New European, which was a, um, which is the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and it partly because I know some of the people who work on it. And so it was just a kind of like, aha, Got one. <laughs> these various people. I've, I've, my weird little project on my own has more Twitter followers than your office. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be nice. And so there's a few others that I want to beat now kind of thing. Okay. But so you've got your milestones to aim for. But I've got not, milestones. That's pretty much, but yeah, you want, yeah, you want exciting things that I'm aiming for, you know. Um, just make that bigger, uh, see how far that goes. I haven't got, you know, I've been umming and ring and not doing it. I feel that I should try and do some pure web projects again sorry so what i mean is web projects that sure. aren't social media projects sure um uh, you know i haven't done any quizzes for several years and i was quite good at them and i've kind of let that all lie and there's part of it it's not very exciting so it's more of a sort of like going oh i should do that and i can't really be asked 
Um, I keep getting, you know, I did a big music project last year and then I got embroiled in a sort of, um, I say big music project. It wasn't big in terms of popularity. It was big in terms of taking up my time Right. Uh, where, where I sort of like made a, a sort of like a, um, I say concept album, but it was a kind of um, a thing where I used loads of bits of Radio 4 and tried to take you through an imaginary day of Radio 4 content if it had been made by a DJ in a sort of ambient club in 1989. So it's like basically if the KLF had been and the Orb had been really into Radio 4 um, and I really enjoyed doing that and it, it wasn't like massively popular but the f- a handful of people that did engage with it really enjoyed it. It was sort of like but it's not festival popular. And I sort of like, I got, then was like doing a follow-up and I've done about three follow-ups that I haven't published because I've just got enmeshed in the sort of chaos of not finishing them kind of thing. And now I'm writing another one, another sort of like mad concept album that the world does not need, you know. (laughs) But it's your enjoyment, surely. I mean, you gave me a little blast on your guitar before we started recording and you obviously enjoy doing that with your comical yeah 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 yeah, absolutely absolutely but but you know but you're trying to you know absolutely i can dick around with music i can dick around with bits of jokes but you're trying to find a way to use that into a thing that makes the thing that works in the world yeah rather than purely you know you know part of my own enjoyment is trying to make it engage engage people exactly get the feedback from someone else that sees what you're trying to do yeah, yeah, it connects with people, you know, it's not rather than, you know, I've, I've done thousands, literally thousands of half-finished and half-written songs and half-finished projects that just don't go anywhere, that haven't got over the final hump of, you know, like Fessel, I think, really, it so nearly never went out, you know, because I, um, which would have been, obviously, in this parallel universe, it just got abandoned because I'm sorry, I'm doing my hands like that, which you can't see on the other. Some sort of elbow thing going on. Because it's it's meant to be this two parts. Because like when I conceived of that particular idea, there was a bit more to it because uh, I wanted to put it out. So the confession went up, and then it would be each one would be a poll saying, you know, do you forgive this person? Don't you forgive this person? Right. And that was how it was conceived. Um, and then I just got bogged down in fight you know because the the twitter api doesn't support posting polls really uh, okay uh but the you can do it if you know there's always a way of doing it because if you're obviously if your browser can post polls by you typing in yeah then there's going to be a way to do it by code even if it's not official mm. And I got so bogged down in trying to work out how to do it and like the various recommendations from people, and I just gave up and that it just put me off the whole project and I just abandoned it. Um, and so Fessel was announced that I was doing it. There was a call for content and maybe 300 replies and a, a few hundred people followed the account and then I just abandoned it. And then it was someone randomly messaging me going, where is that? You said you were doing that. Where is it? And I thought, oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just get out the shit version of missing, missing this bit that I thought was crucial. Yeah. But yeah. actually it worked without as well. And it proves that, you know, yeah, it's you fine. just it's get fine. something out there to see what happens sometimes. It, it is the thing you should do, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. It sounds like you're I mean, sorry, it's not, trap. it's not the easiest thing to, yeah, you can, basically it's very easy to fall into apathy because the idea is not the thing you tried to do. 
And as it turns out, someone has then now written a, no, they've done it for a non-opin, actually, not Fessel, but someone's done an account where, which replies to Fess, to a non-opin and does a poll on each one. And I hate it. And I really hate hate it. And I hate whoever's done this thing. And you don't even know because they're anonymous as well. They're, they're anonymous. And somehow it just feels, I think I hate the, the anon one because there's a sort of like a bit of a backbite with one of these four polls. And one of them is basically something on the lines of this is so shit it should have never been published so it's like each one's got an option to like go rob manuel is the worst person in the world basically. <laughs> yeah that, that that would hurt but yeah yeah so yeah that's a fair play mate um so, i think we've covered everything really haven't we so appreciate you coming along and telling us a lot about fest hall and obviously the lack of plans but nice milestones coming forward yeah um, yeah how can people get hold of you if they want to find out more and what accounts should they follow? Which are the best ones for you? Uh, well, there's me rabbiting. Uh, the thing I really want people to do at the moment is, I mean, it's my oldest project, but Beta has been going, it's 20 years old this year, yeah. and I want people to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, it used to be on 100,000 followers, uh, but we had a massive, massive kind of um, crisis in, tra- in, in, in it, it, it transferring it from Yahoo groups. Right. And so now it's only on 25,000 followers. Right. And so I would like people, the chance of anyone listening to this and then signing up to a bloody email newsletter is zero. But that's the thing I want to happen at this point. It's a low expectation now. If we can get yeah, yeah. one, happy days, right? One. So that's on beta, b3ta.com forward slash subscribe. And that's the thing that sucks so much of my time writing this damn thing. You know, I've written, um, I've been on and off for the years, but. I've written 780 newsletters, I think, wow. now. Yeah. Yeah. And and I struggle with them so much. They are, for some reason, just lock me into a ball of chaos and ap- not apathy, what's the word? You know, like, so I wrote one on Friday and then I was at the cusp of finishing it. Um, you know, it just needed a little bit of proofing or something. Mm. And then I sat on it until this morning and I got it out. 10 minutes before you, I spoke to you. And I, I can't explain why I've behaved like that. And this is not a good advert to sign up for a newsletter that I struggle to even post. But I'm just saying it's this Achilles heel, albatross around my neck. It's the, it's the, it's the, the, it's the Sisyphean task nice. that I've got to do all the time is write this newsletter. But you've got a lot of content there and it's, it's weekly, right? It's a weekly newsletter of... Weekly, sort of... yeah. So it's, it's a best of... Um, the beta community kind of thing, plus some random stuff off the web to, to pad it out. It's wonderfully curated, um, I must say. I mean, I was reading through some recent editions. They are well well written, so you should keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to give... And, and also, it's another thing, it does make some... You know, there's, there's the Patreon it, so Patreon, so, you know, there is some... There's, there's support for it. That's good. But, but my God, I wish I wish I had a way of making it easier to write. And the way to make it easy to write would be to write it with someone else. So I wasn't sitting there going, oh, maybe I could just do something else for a bit and then not do it. Sharing the load would be nice, but then you'll yeah, yeah. then you'll go back into your old tricks of saying it's not how I want it. It's not how I, how I imagined yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll make sure we get the links in the show notes for people to join that okay. newsletter cool. Um, cool. and follow the Twitter account. But thanks for joining cool. me this week. It's been uh, no wonderful to have a chat with you. Um, no and I hope you've felt some great some goodness out of the whole conversation as well i felt a lot of goodness good goodness goodness <laughs> i don't know where that word came from 
massive thank you to Rob Manuel for joining us on this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. Fascinating insights to what motivates his side projects, how he makes them and fits them around his other work. Remember to follow him as at Rob Manuel on Twitter and obviously at Fess Hole for the regular confessions from the public. More importantly, sign up to that beta newsletter at b3ta.com. As for the podcast, we obviously love to hear your thoughts. Get in touch on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as at MakeLifeWorkPod. You can always email hello at MakeLifeWorkPodcast.com. And you can obviously visit the website MakeLifeWorkPodcast.com for all the show notes and archives. And remember to rate and review us in your favorite podcast app. I'll be back next time with someone else to talk about balancing their side projects on the Make Life Work podcast. Yeah.